welcome to the Mummy Dearest Podcast, a podcast where we used to talk about the mummy, but now we talk about other movies too. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mummy Dearest Podcast, where we unwrap pop culture from the 90s, 2000s, and today. I'm Zach Mellon, along with Sloan Steele. I did it. I didn't laugh. You didn't laugh. It is always different, but you didn't laugh. It's always different, but I think I'm going to stick with that one. I like that one. I like when you, it's always like a tentative unwrap. Because I want to say like something else, like unwrap is so unnatural to say. It's, it is, but we did start this with the mummy. And so we have to keep it. it. We have to keep it. And we're going back to our mummy roots today. We're going back. You guys, Brendan is here. Not with us. (laughs) Please welcome to the stage. Brendan (laughs) Frazier. That last podcast was so good. I know that it's so much, but like, honestly, (laughs) but guys, like I don't do the editing or anything like that. So when I listen to the podcast for the first time, it's like, it's a surprise hearing it with these fresh ears. It's a surprise. And I'm always like so impressed by Sloan's ability. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I am completely self-taught from the school of youtube.com. YouTube.com yeah. for all of your podcasting YouTube. needs. <laughs> YouTube. www. For more information on podcast editing, go to youtubetv.com. Use code mummy dearest to unlock absolutely <laughs> nothing because we don't have any sponsors. You could anyway. try. You could try. We could yeah. try try it, see what happens. Okay, so this yeah. week we're going back to back to our roots, back to our our Brendan oh. roots. Roots? Brendan, yeah. Guys, sorry, I'm a little under really the weather. Sick today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick. Um I have my tea and I'm sorry about my voice, but some people might prefer this voice. Yeah, totally. You know? It's like a it's very seductive. I've been told thank you. <laughs> Oh yeah. Ooh, that phlegm. I've been told some people like my voice and some people have told me that one time I worked with a guy who said it was the worst voice he's ever heard before 10 a.m. That's bizarre because I feel like your voice is very like common. Like I don't think it's like anything. Thank you so much. Especially when you do that. Thank you. Thank you. Rex always tells me my son always tells me I have a nice voice. What? You're like um Luann. Oh should I put on a big chunky necklace? Like a statement necklace. I'm gonna put on a statement necklace and do some cabaret. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the countess speaking. (laughs) Don't be all uncool. Don't be all like uncool. I love the countess. I'll always her book, by the way, for any housewives fans who haven't read Class with the Countess, highly recommend that read. Have you read it, Zach? No. Zach? I haven't read any Housewives books. Okay. You need to read Class with the Countess. It is. Okay. So we can talk about it. Yes, it is a, it will be our first part of our book club. Anyway. We've got a lot of plans, guys. (laughs) A lot of plans. (laughs) I'm surprised we have been as consistent with this podcast as we, as we have been. I feel like you've, you've kept me honest. Because we love it so much. We do love it. We like love it so much. We love it. We love each other. I hope you guys can tell that we like love it. We love you guys. We love each other. We love movies. We love it all. We love 90s. We love it all. By the way, I went to dinner with Ian from our one of our, our our guest hosts from Practical Magic. Ian and I went to dinner this week with our friend Juan. We when I tell you we shut the restaurant down, we were the only people left in the restaurant and they were literally That's why you're like sick. That's why I'm sick. Like I already didn't feel yeah. good that day. And full disclosure, I said, guys, listen, I'm vaccinated. I have a cold from Rex's school. It's not a big deal. 
And they still let me come to dinner. And I, you know, I portioned out my my onion dip and my hummus and all the things we ate. Delicious, delicious meal mm. at Michael's Genuine. Michael's Genuine for genuinely delicious Michael food. But we had the best time. And Ian was just like an absolute complete treasure. But they were asking me, how do you know Zach? Because I've known Ian and Juan for years. And they were like, we don't remember yeah. Zach. I mean, I know we kind of briefly have talked about it before on here, but literally Zach and I know each other just from Instagram. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny because I am friends with this guy who started a podcast recently and he texted me and he was like, oh, I just met Mikey, his co-host. He was like, I just met him for the first time. And I was like, you didn't know him? And then I was like, wait a minute. I didn't know Sloan either. So (laughs) so you guys, like, if you think someone's funny and you think you're funny and your funniness matches, just like talk to them. Yeah. Zach just like DM'd me one day. It was literally about Dorit. It was about Dorit. It was. You sent me like, and I had, I didn't even know you could send like Instagram videos. And he started sending me like video impressions of Dorit. And I was like, that's right. I love you. (laughs) Yeah. And then guys, like 18 years later, here we are. I know. It just, Zach just like slid. Like, this is the thing with all things in life, shoot your shot. That's it. I was just going to say, shoot your shot. Yeah. Do you just have to shoot your shot? I actually got a guest role, a guest role. I got to come onto a podcast that I loved that was on a big network on the Earwolf network. They do comedy bang bang because I, I listened to the, is everything okay over there? There's a fucking fly that like won't leave me alone. My gosh, just I, I know, can't I'm see so it. Sorry. So you're just like swatting. I'm just oh, being okay. like a crazy, yeah. Oh, okay. It's okay. But yeah, so I went and I sh- shot my shot with this girl, Deanna Chang. I I tweeted at her and I said, I listened to you telling the story about how you wanted to be on Bitch Sesh. And I am doing the same with you. I love your podcast. I want to be on it. Can I be on it? And she let me on it. She let you me on. on Bitch Sesh? No, I wasn't on Bitch Sesh. I was on Deanna's podcast, which was called How to Be Less Old, but it's on the same network as Bitch Sesh on Earwolf, which is like they have, they host Comedy Bang Bang. They're like a big network. Anyway, the point being is Zach decided to slide into my DMs. I slid into Deanna's DMs. What's the worst someone can say to you? No. Okay. So they say no. Ignore it. They leave you on red. Yeah, that hurts, but like. Katy Perry left me on red. Swish, swish, bish. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, though? That tracks for her, I feel like. Also, do you want to hear a story about me sliding into someone's Twitter DMs? No, it wasn't even. I just tweet. So, do you remember Taj Maori? (laughs) Wow. I almost just spit um, tea all over the mic. Yes, of course, I remember Taj Maori. Okay. So, is he still seven or is he, has he aged? I'll tell you something. So, Okay. Um, someone mentioned him doing something on Twitter years ago. And this was like before Twitter was like Twitter. It was okay. like ran, you know what I mean? There were no yeah. blue checks, I don't even think. So someone said something about Taj Maori, and I just replied to the tweet and I said, Wow, he's a smart guy. And I triggered the fuck out of Taj Maori. <gasps> he tweeted me and was like, Wow, you're real fucking original. It was like yeah, it was a lot. And Why I don't know if you fight with him. I didn't respond because like I was so in shock that he even like if you're listening to Hajmari, like I feel like we need to talk about it because my friend need Taj on up. here. We yeah. need Taj on here, like just to hash it out because like we in I have second. no closure. Yeah, like it's something that Taj hasn't thought about since and something that will haunt you to the day you Til die. I die. Like you'll think about it. Like he is a smart guy. He do, is a smart do, guy. Do, 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 do. <laughs> 
like that's like a like it's not even a mean joke honestly he's a smart guy and like that was a great show it was so i don't understand why was he so upset i don't know i must just have caught him on an off time or something but like taj i met i was like that was like all due respect you meant no harm do you no know harm do you know about i had the same thing happen with aaron carter and me do you know about this no. Okay. So it's very, Zach, this is very interesting that we've both had these sort of interactions. So years, a couple of years ago, I found a tweet, which I truly in my heart, I thought this was a fake tweet. It was a tweet where Aaron Carter said that Michael Jackson passed the King of Pop torch onto him and said like, Aaron, you're the next King of Pop. So okay. I got on Instagram and I just screen, I screenshot it from like whatever, wherever I didn't find it on Twitter. I found it on like Tumblr or something like whatever. And I post it and I like write a little, whatever, like not even make, I was like Aaron's car, Aaron Carter coming at it. Like love that song. How I beat Shaq. Like, okay. Like those are yeah. jams. I meant Aaron no disrespect. <sighs> Zach, Aaron Carter popped up, popped up. On the comment section of my Instagram, I started fighting people, fighting me. He told me like, I, I, I need to, I need to, I'm going to insert, I'm going to cut here and I'm going to find the tweet and I'm going to find the comment and read it. Aaron Carter said, remember one very important thing. Michael passed down the torch to me. I never had to ask for him to do that. In my caption, I wrote a oh, word. And then Aaron Carter commented and said, word. None of you know what you're talking about. So shut it mad. Actually, do your research. Happy holidays. Show love if you support Michael too. He'd be ashamed of you fools. Like it was crazy. And like, I'm, I was, sh- I was shaken up. You've shamed Michael Jackson. I shamed Michael Jackson, which like I shamed him. And then after this, Aaron Carter just like really deeply spiraled. So I do feel very oh, responsible. For sure. 100%. Anyway, so we've both, we need closure. We need a Taj Aaron town hall on the show, obviously. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> now, I don't think we've even mentioned that we're doing blast from the past today. No, but those were two blasts from the past. So I think it's a good tie in. So you guys, the amount of like... <laughs> The amount of thing, like, I don't know, the thing, like the universe is telling us that this is happening. So this week on Reddit, there was like this, like on the front page was a Batman and Robin meme about Poison Ivy being a hero and Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze being a hero. I said this last week, but like, who is listening to this? Who is post? Who is like deciding to make these things go viral after we speak about them? It's definitely Serena Williams' husband, Alexis O'Hanahan. Is that his name? I don't know. Anyway, we're doing so, Blast from the Past. We're doing Blast from the Past starring Alicia Silverstone from Batman and Robin and Brendan Fraser. 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 And you guys, if you haven't seen this movie, I hi, so I haven't seen this movie in at least a decade. Wow, really? And yeah, for sure at least a decade. And I went into it like, I felt like I wasn't going to like, I was nervous that I wasn't going to like it mm-hmm. again. I was like nervous that it was just a movie from my past. It was just a blast from the past that I remembered. but no guys, <laughs> this is a truly heartwarming nineties rom-com that we all need to watch. They don't make them like this anymore. They don't make them like this anymore. And this was the same year as the mummy. Was it really? It was this, so it was released the same year as The Mummy. I couldn't figure, I couldn't find when Blast was filmed, but The Mummy was filmed in 98. Interesting. So Brendan was like the same age. And I feel like the 
range of act of acting from him is I got to tell you I you will guys. I will be 100% honest right now and I am ovulating so I think okay. that that skewed my feelings towards this movie but let me be 100% honest with you right now and also if you guys want to play a drinking game every time Zach or I say 100% drink you will be dead by the end of the episode leaving Las Vegas style Oh no we okay. say it a lot thinking about Brendan in this movie like is making my nipples hard right now because he was so cute in this movie. So cute, so sweet, so and so innocent. So innocent, so sincere, so like a I understood babe why in the she was so yeah, like I was so I understood why she was attracted to him. Like she could fix him, she could like teach him and but he was also a renaissance man. It, it was like this uh, weird oh, yeah, this weird that thing. That fight at the bar. Like, okay. <laughs> Okay, guys. <laughs> so the bar all right, scene. let's get. We're about to spiral. I, I was like 20 minutes ahead of Zach in the film, and when the tie-in reveal came from last episode to this episode, I I was screaming out loud at the TV screen, and I was like, I can't believe it. We'll get to it the was, bar. We'll get to the bar. Um, Where do we start? So okay, so a few facts about the movie. Yes. So Brendan, I, you know, you guys know that I'm like obsessed with ages of actors. Brendan was 31, just like he was in The Mummy. And Alicia was 23, which is a shock to me because I don't mean this like at all by offense. Because I think Alicia, I have like 16 things written about her that are just amazing, but she didn't look 23 to me. Mm -mm. And I don't know if that's like on purpose because he was supposed to be 35 in the movie and oh, stuff like that. Okay. They did dress her sort of like mom, like a mom-ish Like outfits. a 90s mom. Yeah. yeah. She was, okay. But that being aside, the fact that she was 33 giving that performance to me and maybe I'm ovulating too, but she just did such a good job. I mean, her like emotion. I What did I, I wrote like the way that she, I don't even know where I wrote it. It's just like the way that The way she, she emotes. Um, yeah. Like the way she speaks. I don't know what it is. It's so genuine. It's so cute. It's like, she's so pretty. And like, I think you really just love her because she was, I didn't realize how much though, until we started watching these movies. Yeah. She's not, she's not good in this movie. She's not a good actress. <laughs> Zach is gagged. I just scouted. Oh my God. Zach, okay, go- your wig, so, put it back on. I'm so glad that you're telling me that because you guys, like I was so taken by her. Like I <laughs> was like, obs- like every time that she wasn't in a scene, I was like, when is she coming back? I like, no, Zach, I fully love to watch her on screen. I love her mouth. I love her face. She's to me so beautiful. Yeah. But, and maybe this is like, Paul does this weird power of suggestion thing over me. But he kept telling me how bad she was at acting. And then like I was watching just her and I was like, she is doing a lot of like extreme frowns. She does. Like, a lot of frowns. It's like she does, mouth but I think, work. But I think she might do that in real life. But like the character she played was like if if Cher from Clueless grew up in Pasadena and didn't have a blessed life, it was the same character. Like um, the whining. Absolutely. It was like the whiny sort of like, oh. I know. I love that. I, I know, know. That's what, what I'm saying. You love is. that. Cause yeah. like we grew up with oh. Cher. We love Cher. Yeah. But she and was she like doing like, that whiny thing. And she had this like strong sexual. She was like, I like to have sex and I don't care who knows it. And like, yeah, I like loved that. Like I love that she, and that moment where they kiss. Oh, 
Okay, I did. So during that scene, which is honestly, guys, I'm I'm going to post a clip of this when we release this. I think it's one of the actually most erotic scenes in film history. <sighs> did you write I that? Wrote, yes, I it's wrote. It's so erotic. I wrote the word erotic. It was. I, why can't I find any of my notes? It's making like, like, okay, I know we've talked about when I get horny, the soles of my feet get cold. I'm getting that like cold zing. Brendan blowing on like delicately blowing on her boo-boo. I so I, I can't at this part. Slow, we're, we're this is stupid. We don't even need both of us because we're saying this like <laughs> I literally wrote, I want someone to blow on my knee. Yes, me too. I was like, that was it was the most his eyes like a like the color of a stormy sea, like looking up at her. And so I look over at Paul's, I kind of like he's like enjoying the film but like whatever but that scene i look over at him like i kind of glance he is just like dead silent with like the sweetest smile on his face like fully enjoying the scene as well and i was like was that a good scene he's like yeah that was a really good scene full disclosure i just got out of therapy and we talked did you talk about this scene we didn't talk about the scene but we talked about like sensory such like sensory things and i don't know if i'm coming off of that and into this but like the palm reading scene where she's like gently touching his palm and like the look, and he's like having like he's clearly getting an erection. Yes, I looked at his and, pants. I looked at his crotch during that scene. Did you? I didn't, but like his face said it all. There was nothing in his pants, and in that moment, I go, "He's a really good actor." I would have popped a wood for sure. If, oh my god, when she was giving him that palm reading, it was like so soft. And I, I wrote as I said, palm reading scene is erotic ASMR. Okay. We need to do a ASMR compilation of this film because there were lots of ASMR tactile moments for me that just, yeah. Got my body through. washed over with the feeling of like ASMR. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love getting my palm read, like getting my palm read could put me to sleep in a matter of seconds. We Zach, we should totally look up ASMR palm readings now. Well, I know I'm totally going to do that tonight. Okay, cool. Zach sent me the crazy. Um, what was that ASMR you sent me the other day? What was I didn't the title? even watch it. It was like it was, it was like, like I come to earthling. Earth. <laughs> yeah, I come to Earth and perform like, a doctor exam on you. It was <laughs> so an alien. It was like case. a guy in full like four hour alien makeup. Oh my god! Um, How insane. Okay. Anyway, we need to right, start at so the beginning. Really of quick. This. Okay, so this movie was released for Valentine's Day, 1999. I think that's so cute. Can you so imagine all the cute. 90s people? I know. Oh. The 90s people so going cute. to Ruby Tuesdays or TGI Fridays, Chili's, oh and then God. they're going to see this movie. I'm just holding in their farts together. That's so sweet. I love yeah. that. Yeah. cute. And not talking the whole movie. On a bad note, this movie was a big box office disappointment. The budget was $30 million and for, the earnings for were- what? That's what I was like. It was filmed in houses in Los Angeles. You didn't even have to drive anywhere. Like it was. They they rented U hauls and filmed at a grocery store. What are you talking about? Thirty million dollars. Thirty. Well, Alicia was probably twenty. Oh, I wonder what they commanded for these for these roles. How much is Dave Foley? He's got to be fifteen mil. I. He's got to be at least two hundred and fifty bucks. But like, I think we get a cameo from him for like ten dollars right now. I wrote. I wrote Dave Foley makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I have I have some notes so, on Dave. Okay, so it only earned 40 million. It was, I don't know if I mean I'm not like a film, I don't work in the film industry, but a $10 million earning is like really bad. Zach, don't sell yourself short. You went to the set of Amistad. We all remember. That's true. And I did take an acting class for a semester. So um, you're basically a Hollywood insider. That's true. Okay. The director, did you look into the director? 
I looked up nothing about this movie because I was so sick last you know night watching I'm this. Come with the facts? Yeah, okay. and I was like, Zach will do his part. Guys, the director's name is Hugh Wilson. He directed. Are you ready? The mm-hmm. first Fans Club. Are you kidding me? Nope. No, you're joking. I'm not. This makes so much sense. I'm like, I'm, I like, I don't even know why Should I'm we like tell- surprised. Well, do you want to tell the listeners why that's weird for us and like personally? You tell them. Okay, guys, when Ian first signed on to come onto this podcast, because we, you know, we send contracts out, it's like a big mm-hmm. deal. We did. His request was that we talk about First Wives Club. We have to. When Sloan texted me, she said, Ian's going to be a guest. Here's the movie he wants to talk about. I was all for it. But then it changed to Practical Magic. I don't know how, but it just did. But guys, it's like we were going to do First Wives Club. We cho- we decided to do Practical Magic. If you listened last week, you know that Practical Magic led to these other weird coincidences. And now so the many. next movie we watch leads to that. It's just like, it's, <sighs> guys, it's just weird. Um, So unfortunately. Cre- it's creeping me out. And we've had a lot of people have written in being like, please, please, like we need First Wives Club. Like we need to see First Wives Club. All right, we will. So, unfortunately, Hugh Wilson did die of lung cancer in 2018. Did you say lung or long? Lung. Of the, in the chest. The New England in you, I can't understand the pronunciation of your words. From lung cancer. From lung cancer. He died of lung cancer in 2018. I thought he had cancer for a long time, but it's lung. Actually, okay. he did. He actually did, though. I didn't write oh. that down because I thought it was too depressing. But um, yeah, that's so sad. So then the other thing I realized is like this would be like making him. So he's 35 years old in this movie. And if we made this movie today, it would be like he went underground in 1986. That's really, really fucking crazy. I That's know, a long time year. to be underground. The we year were both born. born that year, right? Yeah. We were. Yeah. We were. Yeah. So you're a little bit older than me. Yeah. I'm like always. I don't know why you had to say you. that. But, um. <laughs> I'm just like actually really young. So I just wanted everybody to be yeah. aware. Okay. Let's talk about let's talk about the plot very briefly. Do you want yeah. me to do it? Or do you want to do sure. it? Sure. Okay. Well, who do you think will do it quicker? <laughs> um, neither one of us. We're gonna have to get a third right. party in here. Yeah, totally. Okay. <laughs> So the plot of this movie very quickly is Sissy Spacek and Christopher Walken are Brendan's parents, and they are living in the 1960s during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Sissy Spacek is pregnant at the time, and which we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to Sissy mm-hmm. Spacek being pregnant in this movie. Anyway, Christopher Walken is building this bomb shelter underground because people are very scared of bombs going off. The TV comes on. They're having a dinner party with all these people. And um, Kennedy gets on the news and he's like, they're going to be there's going to be a war. That's not a good Kennedy. Accident. There's a war. There's anyway, a war coming. So they pull they they take everybody out of the party. And Christopher Walken's like, we got to get down to the shelter. Like the bomb, the big ones coming, the big ones hitting tonight. They go down to the shelter for reasons unbeknownst to us, he, I guess he, I guess Christopher Walken says he doesn't want the bomb shelter to open for 35 years, like, because that's the half-life of radiation. So yeah. it's a 35 year lock that they can't get out of, which seems like a bad plan. But anyway, they go down into the shelter and unfortunately that night a plane crashes in their yard. Coincidentally, yeah. a plane crashes. So obviously they hear all this noise. It's they a see bit, fire. They see fire and they're like, okay, we're going underground. 35 years later, the door unlocks and Brendan has to go up to earth 
to get supplies for his family because because his father Walken, yeah Christopher Walken has a heart attack they're running out of supplies blah 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 and so then he goes into society and he's thrust into what 1998 Los Angeles um, like downtown LA it's like not- yeah, it says present day, so okay. I know the movie came out in 99, I think. So Anyway, that's the general plot of the film. And so hijinks guys, ensue. <clears throat> hijinks fucking ensue. So right away, you guys, and I know I bring this up every single podcast, but I got such quarantine lockdown, like PTSD. Zach, my whole notes are just, I don't know if you can read this, it says this movie is giving me P- quarantine PTSD. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, I literally, okay. I was like, get, I was getting like very uncomfortable watching this. Film. Me too. I was not happy. I was like, and I was getting, so guys in the movie, like Christopher Walken likes being down there. He likes that they're all down there together because he built this and he's he built an exact like replica almost, of his home underneath the ground. Exactly. So Sissy Spacek does not like it down there. She wants to get out. Yeah. She, so, and I was like feeling her, like every time he said that he liked it down there, I wanted to beat the shit out of him. And she did yes. too. There is a scene I wrote, Sissy yelling is major quarantine vibes. There's a scene where she leaves and screams into a pillow. I can't yeah. tell you the amount of times as a mom, I came into my room, I grabbed a pillow, I went into my closet and I literally screamed into a pillow and would just beat myself in the face, like near the pillow multiple times. Yeah, guys, like if you did <sighs> not, so I, if you guys got someone's taking a robe off, it's, we're getting, I'm getting was, like anxious. Yeah, no, it was. And I hate even, I know I feel so stupid talking about it, but like, it was so the vibe. I was like getting, I was getting like such a vibe of them, like just being in that house and not being able to move. That was oh, me. God. That was, was me and Paul so, yeah. and Rex. It was it like, was it was hard out. to watch and like the homeschooling. Like I oh. just lived that experience. And I kept thinking to myself, like, what did people do without TVs and phones and tablets oh. for kids? Like what the fuck was happening down there? They got out of that. So like 30 and imagine kid, for 35 years, 35 years, but also that kid was very well behaved because his best friends were in their fifties. So okay. Like but like, no but Rex's best to... friends are in their thirties. And he so has that's no what like, we, well, we say that like my, like my friend's daughter was an only child for most of lockdown. Uh-huh. So she hadn't seen a child for like months and months and months. And her only friends were like, Adults. Me and our other friend, like we were like her best friends were 35 years old. Like and she sometimes acts like a like a legit 35-year-old. All the the things that Rex says to me, I'm just like, what's happened? Like you're so mature. Like the other night I was reading him a bedtime story and I started laughing. And he goes, Mom, you're riling me up. You can't do that at bedtime. I go, Rex, you gotta leave him right. alone. I, I got I was like, dude, I'm 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 sorry, man. He's like, but this is calm time. He, this is calm time. This is time we put on the calm app. This podcast not sponsored by calm app. Okay. But I feel like it could be because they sponsor a lot of things. We could reach out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Spissy Spacek, Sissy Spacek, Sissy Spacek, Sissy Spacek is playing a woman, playing a woman able to have a child was a bit of a reach because she was 50 at the time that this was filmed. Paul looked They tried to make me. her look, they needed someone who looked 70, but also 30. They could have asked me. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to go. And I said, Christopher Walken is the same age in every movie I've ever seen him in. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the same, the same character, the same acting, but yeah. we love to see it. Like yeah. it's fine. We don't need to see it a lot, but he gives it to us like every five years. I will say that he was making me laugh a lot in this movie. And he, Paul had some genuine laughs in this film as well. I did. I wish I wrote down which ones because I can't remember now, but I laughed out loud a lot. And some of them, like, even though Dave Foley makes me uncomfortable, but some of the things he says were really funny. Paul said that Dave, that the thing that made him most uncomfortable about Dave Foley was Dave's hair. It was again a I Julius Caesar, a black yeah. Julius Caesar, not, not black, yeah. like color, skin color, like yeah. black <laughs> hair, hair black. Julius Caesar. Yeah. How did they live in that house? Alicia I, and I wrote. Hold on. I like wrote what is what is Troy do? Is that his name? Troy? Oh, I have no all I know is Adam and Eve, which by the way, we haven't discussed that. That's the characters of Brendan and Alicia are Adam and Eve. I said, what does Troy do to afford all of this? Because Alicia, her character just goes from part-time job to part-time job. Yeah. But they live in Los Angeles in this beautiful craftsman. Yeah. Like in a great neighborhood. and they come home from shopping with like Barney's bags and Saks bags. And it's like, well, that, I think that was Brendan's money. So you're right. So I yeah. think it was, I think it was Alicia's brother's house. She just like lived there. Cause she's like a bum kind of wait. They're not brother and sister. Wait, are they not? Are they? Oh my God. I thought they were. I thought they were just like, because he roommates. says something about mom. He says like, mom didn't do that. Do they have last <laughs> names on IMDb? Oh, it just says gay housemate and best friend. Dave Foley. Yeah, I thought they were just friends. Oh my god. So they're just friends. We just looked it up. They're okay, just friends. Okay, they're just friends, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's go back to the beginning though cuz I have a question for you. Okay. So the bomb the so the bomb shelter they live in is underground and then of course obviously yeah. over like things things happen for 35 years on top of the bomb shelter, but it's always this one. So it starts, it's always one place. It starts as the soda yeah. jerk place. Like what's it called? Yeah. Like mom's or something. Mom shop, yeah. whatever. It's cute. It's like ice cream and milkshakes. Cute. And- Everybody's sweet, like very MAGA vibes. And then it's like more like hippy dippy. And then it goes like dark and dark it and gets darker. Like, yeah. It's like disco-y. Then it goes into like a dark set like 70s disco-y and then the 90s forget it it was like yeah so the guy that owns that bar what was his deal why was he there why did he go insane why did he let it go to ruin he was very depressing to me his character was really depressing to me so had he been stuck there for 35 years as well like there's something to that right like as above so below well, the movie is like so biblical, like it's it insanely is. biblical. So yeah. just to be clear, guys, as soon as the house blew up from the plane, they bulldozed it, built a restaurant, and the woman worked with her son there starting in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And then they worked there the entire like length of the 35 years. And at one point, like she quits and says that he can take it over, the son. Yeah. But the son progressively gets more depressed because obviously if you're just working as like a bartender for your mom for 35 years, like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You're not going to have a good life. I think he said he was like a heroin addict or something at one point. And Um, then he got like a forehead tattoo. He got a forehead tattoo. So then when the 35 years is up, Christopher Walken emerges from this elevator in the floor. And this guy thinks that he's, he doesn't think he's God, but he thinks he's a God. Yeah. Some kind of deity from underground. Yeah. Exactly. And then the next day, so then he sets up a shrine and then the next day, Brendan pops up and then, and so he says, are, he says, are you the father? And Brendan says, no, I'm the son. Yeah. And then the next day, Sissy comes up and she's like, I'm the mother. 
and there's just like a whole crowd of mutants. So there's a whole, it's like a cult at this point. Yeah. So when Christopher Walken goes into 1990s after being underground for many years, it's like rap music. We got some transphobia right off the bat. I mean, but he right was actually very I, sweet. And they, them. I felt like they, yeah, I felt like they dealt with it in a very like 2021 way almost. It so was, there was kind. Like, I don't, this director must be gay to do First Wives Club and be so kind to the LGBT plus community. He really movie. gave us a lot of wins in that film. I also feel bad that I just said that because a straight person can do that too. But well, yeah. What I mean is, in the 90s, this person brought a lot of gay to the table. They did bring a lot of gay to the table. I mean, we also are trying, I think we're picking films that brought a lot of gay to the table. And that's why they meant a lot to us because we love having gay at the table. Did you think that though? Like, I didn't think anything gay of this movie. I knew that he was gay in this movie, but I didn't, I know, like, I didn't think gay movie. I didn't until think. Until I watched it. I didn't think gay movie until I, until I watched it. Yeah. Like, I remember yeah. seeing it, like, as it, when it came out and stuff and knowing and like remembering that he was gay, but that was it. I don't remember it being so like, yeah, but maybe that's why, because it was so normalized in the movie. There yeah. was never like, a it was just like, yeah, gay it. people exist. Like, I feel like a lot of times yeah. in nineties movies, if there was a gay person, it was like the whole thing had to be about them being gay. Right. Like, and, and he did play like the gay best friend where, where he had to be like witty and snarky and sarcastic, but yeah, like all gay best friends are. That's right. Their only so it role. was fine. There was that. And they like mentioned him being gay and remember, cause like, cause then Brendan, he like, says, I'm gay. he says I'm gay. And he says, Oh, good for you. Because he thinks it means happy. Yeah, exactly. In that time period, like you had to make a big deal of like somebody being gay in a movie. They can't just exist being gay. It's like because in the 90s, nobody was gay unless they said it. So it like don't ask, don't tell was still a thing. And yeah, right. that's what like, even like, I remember my grandmother like saying that she knew gay people, but they weren't gay because they didn't yeah. talk about it. They, they like live, like you live like, together. Like that's your roommate. Right. Or they married women and had children, but they all knew that they were. That's my dream gay. life. I would love to be married to a yeah. gay man have a child. I mean, we've talked about this. Like that would just be, I think it would be easy and nice if you could do like it. You're like co-parenting and like, yeah. yeah. Just like Whatever. casual. Anyway. Okay. Back, anyway, back guys, to the we, film. All right. ooh, 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 ooh. guys, we're not, we're not recording at night this time. So if we sound like a little bit more, I feel like we do sound a little more reeled in. Yeah. We sound reeled in. I mean, I sound sick and I sound like underslept, but I think we can get it together. Plus, think, we have yeah, a time limit so. on this episode because this is a That's work right. day and I have like meetings we have an to get hour to. And 10 minutes. We yeah. can do this. Okay. We can cover this. Where should we go? Totally. Next? So, oh, so I said, since we we're talking about sexuality, imagine how unexplainably horny Brendan Fraser must be. Zach, I got that in my notes. I go, <laughs> is he jerking off? So I don't think so because at the very end, when he brings Eve back to the home, Christopher Walken, then you see him explaining how the sperm goes in to the egg and all that stuff. So Brendan hasn't even gotten the Wait, what? Talk. Did you get like a director's cut? I don't remember that. No. At all. So at the very end, when they're in the house that they built for them, they, so the end, spoiler alert. Yeah. Brendan finds out that all the bonds and everything that he had are worth like endless millions of dollars. So he has this house built an exact replica of this house built like on this beautiful California mountain and they're making looked a lot like where Villa Rosa is now. It does. You're right. Absolutely. With, Their neighbors. Um, Hanky and Panky. Yeah. Hanky and Panky so, rolling, rolling around the land. So rumpy, rumpy, the, pumpy. Bre- 
Rumpy. Rumpy. Um, Jicky. Anyway, we could do that all day. Yeah, um, there's a very quick scene where he tells he's like he's like telling him jokes. He says, like, oh, have yeah. you heard this one? And he starts to tell the joke about the duck. And then he says, it like cuts to him saying, and the sperm swims up to the egg because Eve is with him. So he they're clearly gonna have sex. And in front of the parents or like at the parents' house. Probably like in a betting, yeah, like it's like a betting yeah. ceremony. Um oh my so, god, like very handmaid's tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that um I don't, and it was the sixties when they went down there. So like, I don't think masturbation was like explained to people. Um, Probably not. It definitely happened. Like graham crackers or cornflakes or something were made to cure people from masturbating. Oh, it definitely happened. But I'm sure like dads weren't saying to their sons, like you might start masturbating soon. (laughs) Or did your dad ever say that to you? No, he didn't. But I had, I had like cousins and it was, yeah. Your cousins were like, you're going to masturbate soon. I had plenty of like, yeah, I had friends, obviously. We all knew that it was happening. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We all knew. So, so shameful. I don't think it's so shameful and disgusting. Why is it so (laughs) shameful and disgusting? I mean, it's not guys. It's beautiful, but like, we're kidding. It's also shameful and disgusting. It's like internalized shame and disgust. Why? It won't. I don't think it will be for our children's generation. My, I think we're the last generation. You think? I do. Is it think like so. what is it about? Like, I mean, because we do like listen, I worked in porn. I get sent sex toys all the time. And it's still like, I'm not embarrassed to talk about it, but like, why is it like, why is it? It's just it's like rubbing your arm. What if I just like rubbed my arm for a really long time? And had an orgasm. Like, I know. Yeah. It's like no different, um, is it? It's not it. I don't. Well, that's why I don't think we're going to continue the dirty parts. Like, no, like I would never mental like health sh- issue. Yeah. yeah. I would never shame Rex into it. Like Rex is at the age where he's like, he'll like play with his. <laughs> where, <laughs> yeah, maybe this isn't. Where have we gone? Yeah. Anyway, we but we are just like, we're just like, because he'll be like, whoa. what we're saying is, <laughs> he, but he'll be like, whoa, look how big my penis is. And we're like, Rex, that's great. Yeah. But like, you know. That's like, we don't like, we don't make a big deal out of it. We don't say like, don't do that. Yeah. Because, oh, right. And I think that, I think that parents, even like our parents probably with all like, and they did not mean it. They probably didn't even know that it was shameful or dirty or like that. It was like mean bad to. to even say it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Like when you get told to like, stop touching yourself. Like, I mean, like for 30 years, I'm just um, <laughs> I'm like, when you're like 27 you. and your mom's like, stop touching yourself. I remember my mom, um, I was going to choir practice one day and my mom was like always very open and like would answer our questions very honestly. Like there was nothing off limits, which I really appreciated. Also, like I would watch Chu Wong Fu every single day after school. And like, just, I was like a weird kid. Anyway, I remember asking her, I was probably like eight years old before choral practice. And I said, I said, why do people have sex if they're not going to have a baby? Cause I like had seen it in a movie and I'll never forget my mom saying, because it feels good. And I was like, that's so healthy and honest though. It is healthy and honest. And I was like, what? Except every time I have sex, I hear her saying that. And then I'm like, oh, then you feel dirty again. I feel dirty. I actually had, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm going to tell this story. Yeah. It looks like you're telling it. If you tell me to edit it out, I'll edit it out. So when I was 14 years old, I had such a pain in my testicles Mm -hmm. and I waited like days in excruciating pain to tell my mother because I was like so 
embarrassed that I had it, but like it ended up being testicular torsion (gasps) and I had to have surgery. That's so painful. That's like a real painful thing. Oh no, it was like a big deal. Then it like lasted for five days. Like I had to see like five different doctors and then I had surgery. Like the recovery was horrible. And I was like 14 years old. So I told, I told my mom to tell the teachers that I had my appendix removed. I didn't tell anybody at school. And so, but now I'm like thinking about it. Now I'm telling a podcast, you know, 78 million listeners um, (laughs) that I had it, but it's so funny because like you're, when you're 14 years old and it's the 90 or it's the early 2000s, like you think it's so dirt, like you can, there's no way I can tell one, my mother and definitely not people at school. The only thing that I would have like ended that news cycle is if it happened like right before 9-11. That's the only thing I could have like destroyed that news cycle for you. Are you kidding me? So it's just so weird. Like when you're a kid and you have no mental health, like ability, like you, I don't know, like you can't just like think to yourself and you don't know to ask like there's, you have to find if you're in the queer community, what you do as a kid in like your teen, like your young teens is you find an English teacher or a history teacher (laughs) that you bond with and you tell them your problems and they guide you. Otherwise just make sure you have boundaries, but make sure you have boundaries as we've discussed. (laughs) I did not. But you find that person, you bond with them. They kind of guide you. Otherwise you're on your fucking own. And I remember like walking downstairs in the middle of the night. It wasn't the middle of the night, but my mom was still watching TV. And I like went downstairs. I was like, I can't handle this anymore. And I stood in front of my mom while she was sitting on a couch. And I was like, and she was like, what? And I like (laughs) was crying. I was like crying. Were you doing the post where where you're like, I threw up. Yes, it was. I was, (laughs) and I could not find the word. I, all I said was it hurts. I know thinking about it now I know and she was like what her and like (laughs) I like it was like I could not even say I remember I don't even know what I said I think I said I probably said testicle I don't know but I just remember being like it hurts and like was she like I need to look at it because as a mom I would have been like I need to see your testicle I don't I think she said do you want me to and I said no and she just made an appointment for the doctor the next day and we went to five different doctor's appointments in five days that week I would, I'm like so crazy. I would have like rushed Rex to the hospital. Like I'm so mental. The thing is, is I know like in being an adult now, it wouldn't have been like, I would be like, okay, well, let me see it. And it wouldn't be weird. But as a 14 year old, like there's no way in fuck my mom is going to look at my ball sack right now. <laughs> like what like, would you have done? Like pulled it out of like the underwear, just the ball? Like, no, I would have had to no- pull the whole thing out. And that's like, that's why like in my mind as a 14 year old, there was no way that that was going to happen. But being someone who was probably roughly my mom's age within 10 years, it wouldn't like, it's just so weird how your mentality changes. And I There's don't know how a, we yeah, got here. But no, they're like, I, there, no, there would have been no freaking way. No, never. No. You can't just pull. I mean, it is good for you because like a ball, you can you can kind of just pull that out and it can be skin on its own. I think that having to see the you're dick. being generous with the size of my 14 year old scrotum. But well, we've discussed your scrotum before. <laughs> yeah, and we the 15 have. leeches. So I guys, feel should like... we talk, should we actually mention our first what? offer? Our first oh sponsor offer. <laughs> Since we're yes, talking about my scrotum should. again, guys. Um, so we, I got a, <laughs> I got. I got a request to receive a, like a review package, I guess. Yeah. A a promotional package. A promotional package to review on this podcast from a company that specializes in shaving scrotums. 
Yep, sure did. And I mean, we did some research. I actually did text someone I know who does like influencer managing and stuff like that. And he Mm -hmm. was like, don't do that. He was like, don't. Don't. Let's not like, that shouldn't be our first. We shouldn't set the bar (laughs) that low. Yeah. So, but it is on brand because we have now brought up scrotums so on, on multiple brand. episodes. It's so on brand, you guys. And we were just happy to get a sponsor. So, we were. I mean, that felt really nice, but also it was like a sponsor I couldn't use. Yeah. It was weird that they, they were like, they must have just like searched the word. They must get like alerts when someone says scrotum, like on a podcast. On a podcast. How do you yeah. even set that alert up? Cause I would love to I don't have kn- that set up. You, I don't know. I don't know anything about podcasting. So, anyway. But yeah, you were, I mean, I went into the comments on this, on this, this, this company's product and the people are just like, what, what am I looking at? What is this? It's almost like they made people follow that. It's like when you two uploaded their music onto everyone's iPhones and this was almost like people were commenting on the pictures on this, but on this Instagram that were like, how did I get to this? Why am I following this website? (laughs) Guys, they had half a million followers. They were all fake and people were just like, I mean, it was a very dark place that we went to last it night. It was so weird. It was, it was like, like and at I was 11 reading, o'clock at night. Yeah. And I was reading the tweets that they were like reposting. It was like, oh man, my balls are now as smooth as eggs. And someone was like, I was taking a dump and noticed my balls needed to be shaved. We're not going to do that to you guys because... I don't even think anyone wants to hear about my scrotum anymore, but I think they do. I think there's an audience for that. Maybe every three podcasts, I'll think of a, a story, scrotum. But but my the- sister specifically said to me, "Stop! don't talk about your scrotum anymore on the podcast. But I mean, the more somebody tells me not to talk about something, the more I'm going to do it. So also my poor sister had to live in the house where my scrotum was like the topic like for three weeks of recovery, like it was like oh the topic God. of conversation. Oh my God. Okay. So we got here because we were talking about- I feel about... good getting that off my chest, but- Oh, um... good. I'm glad you got it. Okay. But we were talking so guys, about how- Oh, hold on. In all seriousness, if you, I do feel passionately, you need to check your testicles. Yes. You do need to check your testicles. If you have a pain, get it checked. The doctor said like, if I had waited like a day to multiple days, like it could have had to have been removed. It's just like- <laughs> Did you post about, did did you post something about this recently? Like testicle health? I re it was like men's health awareness day, or it was like testicular cancer awareness day. And I just shared something because it is important. Like, honestly, you can, it's 99% curable. Yeah. Like it's 99% curable, but if you don't get it treated, it can result in like, I mean, ultimately death. Yeah. I mean, no, you don't want to die from your balls. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so easy to check them. You don't need a ball death go to a doctor once a year, check them out. That's it. Just get your huevos checkled. I get it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's keep going. The more, you know, so anyway, we were saying that Brendan Fraser must be extremely horny coming out of this. Yeah. The amount of wet dreams. Like his mom was laundering like crunchy sheets. She must've been, I can't. The thing is, is like, if he doesn't know how to masturbate and he is, but you figure it out. He would have figured it out. Even if you don't have like guidance, I think you would just, he would just figure it out. I think so. Other, otherwise he's having wet dreams. Like, yeah, I think all boys, don't all boys just like start rubbing their, like their, their ding dongs against like the bed and stuff. Like you just figure it out. If I, even though I'm 30, I'm 35, if I had a penis at my age, I would like hollow out everything in my house just to see what it feels like to stick it into things. I really would. That's I how I'd that's, spend all my time. I think that's like a normal teenage boy feeling. Yeah. And if you were to like get one now, you would just be like, it would be like arrested development and you would go right back to like 
where we all were when we were like 12. Did you ever put your penis into something that you regret? Like a non-person no. item? You don't have to share no. if you don't want to. No, but I didn't. Okay. I just can't, ima- I'm a I can't imagine person. that. I'm a I cautious just, person. <laughs> wow. I would just drill holes into everything. Anything with a with a texture that is soft, I would have put my penis <laughs> or in. Or not. Whatever. Anything. I would have tried it out. Enough. That's so true. Um, <laughs> I would have tried. I would have tried anything. Anyway, neither here nor there. I don't. I'm so sorry, guys. This I would is like not... to say I don't just like shove things up myself because that's like the opposite. No, that's and work. I don't shove myself into things. Yeah. Um, okay. That's so, fair. so guys, <laughs> we're, we'll put a timestamp to skip this. <laughs> so, blast from the past. <laughs> it could be rated G. No, it's not. It could be rated G. They just would have to take out the knee blowing. <laughs> Because that knee blowing part was, I was like, rated NC seventeen to me. All right, so guys, let's get past. We can't get past Brendan being horny, but we all know that he would have been an insane amount of horny. I actually wrote let's was he see. just masturbating all night in that motel room at the Holiday Inn? Probably. Stop well, because he was this. looking at like the, I know. All right, let's okay, get. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, guys, I think it was really interesting that we met. So generally, in a rom com, the main person, the main character, is the sad, desperate, pathetic woman who can't get a boyfriend and she's desperate for a boyfriend mm-hmm. and her best friend is like a slut. And she, it's like, so yeah. it was interesting to me that an hour into the movie, we hadn't, it was like 50 minutes in them where we met Alicia Yeah, halfway through the movie, we meet the woman. Yeah. So it was interesting to me that she was like the strong person to guide the way for Brendan. And she was sexually open. Um, I think at one point she says, who isn't a slut these days? Mm-hmm. Um, and or again, maybe Dave Foley feminism. Says that, but, I think Dave Foley says that, but like feminism. Yeah, and it was like it was really nice to see. Like she didn't care if she kept that job. She she stood she up. She saved that man. Brendan. She walked out of that job. She saved Brendan. Brendan needed the saving. Mm-hmm. Brendan was the sad, pathetic one who needed her, and it was yeah. just um, it was refreshing. It was like very apparent. I liked her role because I think if we're going to look at this movie in like a biblical sense and she's Eve, Eve is sort of the one that cast us from heaven or whatever. Yeah. And this redeems Eve as the savior of Adam. Totally. So yeah. I'm just going to read right. into it that yeah. way. Okay. You're totally right. Well, I guess we can end there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We can keep going. <laughs> um, I just wrote Alicia is stunning. Her hair was curled the whole movie. Oh, I wrote about it. I wrote, I miss her feathery hair. Yeah. So her hair was curled the whole film. Beautiful, like ringlets, which like at one point, someone on set did say, what if we brush it out a little bit? We give her more of a wave. And that scene I appreciated because the entire movie, she had the hair from the end of Clueless when she's a bridesmaid, which like, yeah. why, was she, why was she a bridesmaid at her teacher's wedding? I know she set them up, but anyway off it's topic we'll, but we'll remember when 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 paul rudd josh kisses her and he pulls on the ringlet while they're kissing do you remember that moment is that i don't yes. know that for me is like a moment in my life anyway when he pulls the ringlet it was very much like that was her hair the whole film so i was like are we gonna get another ringlet pool kiss i really wanted one but we, we didn't get that but we got beautiful kissing we got beautiful kissing and I wrote the scene where they first meet is so cute and it's so cheesy and nostalgic. And the music was like, so cute. And the, the mu- music in the film was a little crazy. And I remember the song that it's they so, meet to. It's not a song. It's well, it's like an instrumental. It's like, 
It's an Alan Silvestri original. It's like original. a cheesy 90s. Yeah, no, it sounds, it was like that. Okay, okay. It was like a 90s. And it was so cute. And like he was into her and she clearly was like trying to, it, I don't know when they met, it was really cute. I don't know if I was just in a mood last night, but no, I was in a mood last night too. I was like fully, fully enamored with this film and it yeah. wasn't like a meet cute. Like, you know how it wasn't like they bumped into each other. She was like this, like brassy brazen, like get out of here. Like you're getting scammed. It was, I loved it. And yeah, then I know thought that he was going to murder her. There's a lot yeah. of points in this movie where because she doesn't know that he's been underground and he doesn't want to tell her. And so there's a lot of like, there's a lot of moments where she thinks he's like an alien. Well, the scene where, so at the very end, he decides to tell her the truth as to where he comes from. And he's saying like, well, when the bomb hit Los Angeles, my parents went underground and, and that was like paraphrasing, but the she does this like amazing thing. I, I thought with her like face where she's not able to, she's like not telling him that she's panicking but mm-hmm. the audience can tell that she's like fuck i can't believe i fell in love with another psychopath yeah like and, and it was, it was and, it, and it was right off the heels of the most beautiful passionate not even passionate it was just like the sweetest most erotic kiss i wrote the noise that she makes when she kisses him mm-hmm. it says alicia makes this noise when they kiss and she's like i can't even do it it was like <laughs> can you hear that so it was like she makes these like noises of like she's like so overtaken by this like sexuality or something like mm. and she I asks him if I he's a virgin. Oh, because guys, she I'm like way more into Alicia Silverstone than I ever thought that I, I was. I know you really were. Um I was more I, like, into Brendan than I ever thought I was in this film. Yeah, well, you he really was so cute in this movie. But it was so cute in this fucking movie. But okay, when they kiss right there in that moment and then like he pulls away and he like starts to tell her about like where he comes from, like does does he really does she really think he's from Alaska? I think that they're like going with that. I think she thinks that he is like lying to her and then but like I would have I would have yeah, assumed he was a time traveler. So this is before social media and all that stuff. So like when you meet someone, True. I guess you don't really have like an, I don't know. You don't, you're not in contact with that many people. Like we, we That's are now. True. Yeah. Like she wouldn't be able to like fact check where he was from or anything about him. Like you didn't know yeah. anything about, there was, a, there was no Instagram. There was a time when you didn't know about people. You couldn't look people up. You had to trust them. You had to trust them. How dangerous. <sighs> I don't, well, but it's, isn't it weird, Zach? Because it's like, you had to trust them. But now that we have like all this information, everybody is more fake now than they've ever been. It's because you only post what you want people to know. Yeah. Well, you have to be yeah. more outwardly fake. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Unless like, you're I going feel... to therapy for a year because now I just feel like balls oh, of the I'm, wall realness. I'm very real. I like to keep it real. I like to just keep yeah. it real. I don't like to be. You know who edit... also likes to keep it real? Nathan Fillion. So he's hot. Because huh? after this, we need to, after Nathan Fillion, we need to get to the swing bar. <laughs> Okay. Nathan Fillion is hot. Yeah, he he was. Yeah, he was. Well, no, he's not. He kind (laughs) of looks like if you made a sculpture, it's like God made man out of clay. And then like he was about to put Nathan Fillion in the kiln and he like bumped him on like a wall a little bit. Like his face is like a little weird and smushed. And then he was like, oh, shit, let's put him back in the kiln. It's just like weird that they chose him out of like all the 90s heartthrobs. They could have gone with anyone. They could have had like that could have been like a (laughs) yeah, or like a a Keanu cameo. Keanu, Brad Pitt. They could have had a cameo of like anyone, and it was like Nathan Fillion. 
Nathan, so literally, I put Nathan Fillion in question mark. Yeah. Well, so I was like, I'm like, he's hot. Is he hot? They're telling me we're he's supposed hot. to think he's hot. Exactly. We were told he was hot. So we were like, oh, he's the hot one. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait a second. Is he? no Michael Fassbender, but I mean, if we could have gotten Michael Fassbender, we should have gotten Michael Fassbender. But like that to me was really weird. Oh, speaking of recasting this, Paul said if this movie oh. was made in 2021, that Alicia and Dave Foley would have been played by Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. I was like, I, I don't, maybe. I, like, I don't know I definitely... how, how Kevin Hart would do in a gay scene, but I'd like to see it. I like do a, think that role. that would be good. Kevin Hart as Dave Foley's oh, character. That, yeah, that would be really I like funny. That. I don't think yeah. he would play gay though. I don't think he would either. I I know. I get a vibe from him that he's like a little homophobic. He, I think he's like outwardly homophobic. Oh, is he? I think so. You know what? Now that you say that, I feel like I do remember him saying something yeah. That he had to apologize for. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I do. We'll fact check this and never get back to yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah. So don't worry about that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we'll just so, text each other and that's it. What is a champagne cocktail? This is going to really weird you out because um, next to me, I have a book from the <laughs> 1960s. <laughs> oh. No, but you don't know how, guys. <sighs> Here's another. I was going to tell a story on this because so Sloan just held a book up that says Playboy cocktails or whatever. And my it's mother just told me a story. My mother just told me a story about how this rich guy used to take her to Manhattan to go to the Playboy Club to get dinner and drinks and dance and stuff. Oh my God, is 70s. that fun? I'm assuming it was. She said it was. That must have been so my much mom fun. Was like a, my mom was so cool when she, my mom would go to like Studio 54, <gasps> the Playboy Club. She sounds she like a blast. So cool. Can we have her? A no, blast she's from so cool. Past. Can we now have her she's on like, here? Yeah, but she, now she like really settled into like the cookie baking, sweater wearing mom like vibe. I, I still respect that. Okay. So mm-hmm. there's literally, I mean, a whole chapter on champagne cocktails. So I don't oh, really perfect. know, but I believe like your typical champagne cocktail is like champagne. And I think maybe like Kier Royale. Is that a so thing? It's just, so it's just like champagne with liquor. Yeah, exactly. It's like champagne, okay. a little liquor and like maybe a little strawberry in there. And like a I cherry. Know. Yeah. Like a little like brandy um, cherry. Cause I just read the word brandied cherries. Got it. So I just needed to know that the other yeah. th- I wrote palm reading is erotic. Um, there were blockbuster video rentals on the TV in the background, which I noticed. Oh, I fucking love blockbuster. I miss blockbuster. That was like such a vibe man. kids today will never know the vibe. I love I like loved Blockbuster. I loved it until its last dying day. I didn't even, I wouldn't even get, I don't know if you guys remember when Netflix just like mailed you DVDs. The first thing they did was just mail DVDs back and forth. And I didn't even do that because I just wanted to go to Blockbuster. I would get Netflix DVDs mailed to me in my college dorm. I can't believe that was like, <laughs> I know. So Isn't that fucking so old. weird? It is I bizarro. Know. Wow. I know. Anyway, um, okay. So back to Nathan. Guys, we're, we're going to, oh, are we going back to Nathan? Yeah, Nathan for you. We're very confused about Nathan Fillion. Very confused. Okay, so I actually had a question for you, but I now know the answer is no. I wrote, is Eve's behavior triggering you? Because I know you don't like unpredictable, like, hey, what do you do? She was very unpredictable. She was, but I like, but I like understood her. I feel like, I don't know what her Zodiac sign was supposed to be, but I felt like, <laughs> You got I like got, got her. I like totally got her because I liked that she was becoming obsessed with this guy and knowing that she shouldn't be, but also didn't care and then got wicked jealous when he spoke to someone. Like, I get that. Like, I yeah. liked that. I liked that about her. And I she think was like that, his protector. And then she was like mad that he was going to go out without Ho. 
she thought that he was like too pathetic to find anyone else. And then when he did, she was like, fuck. Yeah. Well, so they go, so this is, so they go to the bar, they, they get, they get Brendan out of his crazy jacket that his mom had made for him. And they, Dave fully takes some shopping and they give him like the makeover, which we didn't get to see the makeover scene. I'm sure that's on like a cutting floor somewhere in Hollywood. And that's the scene we usually get with a woman. in these Yeah. Movies. And I would have loved to have seen it with him, like picking out. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like that's probably laying somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Oh, uh, I hundred, yeah. Hundred because I would have liked to have seen, I feel like there in my mind, there's a scene where Brendan is getting undressed in front of Dave Foley. And we see like a whole Brendan six pack situation. You know what I mean? And Dave's like, Oh my God. Like, and there's a three-way mirror for sure. Yes. And like, he there's comes- a tailor like measuring things. Yep. And like, there's like a shirts are flying. Yeah, like I yeah. feel like I feel like there's a whole scene he does that the, we miss. He does the in seam and you see Brendan's face Brendan's face go, whoa. And then like the tailor's like, I guess we're gonna need to let this out. And then Dave's like, He's like I guess we're gonna need to let that crotch out. Oh, I guess you've got see? a really big dong. Oh, okay. yeah, see here. We'll get back to that. <laughs> so anyway, um, in our fanfic version of Blast from the Past, there's a 45-minute tailoring scene featuring Brendan topless in a pair of slacks. I think he's in boxer top. shorts, yeah. Oh my God, he was probably wearing like tidy whities We missed a whole, he probably had on like the, the socks with like the holsters and stuff because he's from the Yeah. 60s. Oh, that would have been wicked funny though. That would have been so cute. Like we need to, yeah, I bet there's a deleted scene of this. Did I see a deleted scene of this? Because it sounds so like it could have happened. Why we did just made that, that up and I think that I don't know why no one's okay, like coming to us like, for film ideas. But. We made that movie better. But anyway, <laughs> so then they go, they take him to the 1940s club where obviously Brendan is so at home. And this was, Paul said to me, remember, this is like the time that like swingers had like come out a little while before this. And like there was the but swing guys, resurgence. But do you, I don't, do you guys, do you remember us talking about this last, like, <sighs> And I want everyone to really know that we don't do this on purpose. We don't, we no. don't like pick the movie. We picked this movie because of Alicia Silverstone mm-hmm. and Brendan. being in our last being. Well, yeah. So like we went into this one because we just did Alicia. We wanted mm-hmm. to do Brendan again. And we were like, perfect. But we did not remember that they went to a swing dance club and we did like a 10 minute discussion on nineties resurgence, swing dancing mm-hmm. and thirties and four, like in the last podcast. So I, you guys are probably like, shut up, Zach. But like, we're going to point out every coincidence that keeps happening. I love synchronicity. I think that synchronicity is such a cool thing. And everybody should be looking out for signs in their life. You should be because it means you're on the right path. In my family, so, I'm so sorry. I had to interrupt us with an interruption. Oh, yeah, in my yeah. family, when you find a dime, it's like a lucky sign. My sister's business is reopening. And also it's a sign that my grandpa is visiting you because he would he'll leave you dimes. I've never found a dime. So my grandpa like Popsy Doodles, like obviously just, love, just love a dime me. bag. Just I mean, <laughs> Popsy Doodles definitely loved a dime bag. But my sister is reopening her business and she keeps finding dimes in like the strangest places. Like she opened up one of the drawers in the fake motel room and she said smack dab in the middle of the drawer was a dime. She like walked into her new apartment and there was a dime on the windowsill. I mean, just like dimes galore. Anyway. Do you want to hear like one? I want to hear Should everything. we do like one? All right. Real wicked quick. So I'm on CoStar. I'm friends with this guy on CoStar that I know. And it it said practice 
telepathy with Jeff. So I like screenshotted it, sent it to him as a joke. And I was like, I'm going to be giving, I'm going to be sending you a message all day. So let me know what, what you think. And then before I went to bed, it was like 11 o'clock and I messaged him and I said, so my message all day was eat ice cream or want to eat ice cream, right? Or any frozen treat. So like then I messaged him, I'm like, did you eat ice cream or any frozen treat today or want to? And he said, I didn't eat it, but I literally just got off the phone with a friend and we talked about eating frozen yogurt. He lives 3000 miles away. That's so weird. What does it mean? That I'm telepathic. Okay. Love that. Anyway, guys. Um, so back to swing dancing. Back to swing dancing. So I wrote this generation would never. Would never. You guys are doing your like, I'm a savage. Like you're doing little dumb Bougie, TikToks. Ratchet. Yeah. What's happening? We we were swinging around a guys. floor doing numbers <sighs> that I mean we could be on world of dance. So, okay. you know, do you remember? So, obviously, you remember the mask. Of course. The mask was huge with this, like, swing dancing zoot suits. The 90s were littered with swing dancing. Charting in the top 40 on the radio was swing dancing, big band music. People were going to classes after work to learn how to swing dance. If you going wanted to, to clubs be popular, to swing dance. if you wanted to have friends... You had a zoot suit. You had a fedora. You had a, a flouncy dress. Proms. You had... Men were in these disgusting, huge suits at proms with, like, hats and canes. And, like... Oh, my God. It was... It was a it wild was just like time. This, it was a, such a wild time, you guys. And, like... It wasn't I right. I think I told... And I think I mentioned this last time. Like, I, I remember going to Disney World and, like, there were swing dancers in the streets. And it was yeah. just, like... People were swinging guys, everywhere you went everywhere like you everywhere. went to a party if you went to like i had to take swing dance classes so i could learn how to swing dance at parties and i had Guys, just learned to break dance the year before like it like in the movie she's all that they dance so it's a new song that they dance to but there's this whole prom dance routine that they do if you yeah. i'm sure you guys have all seen it or remember but to rockefeller skank yeah, but it's a swing themed dance. It's just it was I forgot about that, honestly. And to be like reminded of this Every like movie. 30s resurgence is every movie crazy. In, in the 90s had a dance number in it. You just snuck and it in. And it was normal. You know, like like I'm trying to think about my favorite movies like Romeo and Michelle, dance number. First Wife Club, dance number. Chu Wong Fu, multiple dance numbers. Like every well, like you had to have a dance number. Every 90s movie had a dance number and it didn't matter if they were like the, you know, the drug doing cool convertible driving popular kid. They were in the dance number. You were dancing. I think that's probably to go back to Anaconda and and JLo's success. She's probably successful because she was in the 90s. You had to be a triple threat. You had to dance. You had to sing. You you had to act. You had to do it all. Like when you watch, if you go and watch She's All That, Freddie Prince Jr., I don't think he made it as an actor past that because he couldn't dance. The dancing wasn't good. Also did make it Sarah Michelle Geller. No, I'm just, I mean, they made it together. So that's sweet (laughs) in this movie when Brent, so Brendan Fraser does starts dancing at um, Eve's house and I recorded it. Granted I was high and sick, which I'm probably not recovering because I'm getting high while I'm sick, but I recorded it. And I said, I said, Oh my God, Brendan Fraser has like really good dance moves. 
And Paul started laughing at me and he's like, so the entire point of the scene is that he doesn't know how to dance. And I was like, what? He looks like good. He can move his body. And Paul's like, no, so it's horrible dancing. Then we get to the 1940s club. And so remember, Eve is like, this guy's a dud. This guy's a dunce. He doesn't know anything. And then all of a sudden her friend comes up and she's like, oh, who's your tall, dark, handsome drink of water? And And these are like classic 90s bimbos. They're so hot. They have feathery blonde hair. Didn't the girl like, no, the girl that comes up to him. What what was the slut's name? Sophie? Sophie. 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 I love the idea of Sophie. I love the idea of like. (laughs) The like slut friend that like poaches your Are they high school friends? So guys, also quickly, when when they get to this club, this obscure 40s dance club, all of their friends are there. Mm Mm-hmm. All of their Everyone friends they've are ever there. known is that is, is at the 40s club. Is there. But it was probably yeah. the hopping club because it was the swing club. So Sophie comes yeah. up to them and she is like, I don't know how they start talking about France, but then Brendan Fraser starts speaking all in French. Because she Sophie. says shit and he thinks it's French. Right. You're absolutely right. And then she's like, she's like, I spent a year in France and then starts speaking perfect French. And Brendan starts speaking perfect French. And that's when Alicia's like, wait, this guy's like kind of like hot. Like how does he know French? Cause like Alaskans don't typically speak French. So then Sophie's like trying to like Mac on him. And then how does he get to like the dance floor with the two hot blondes? They go to sit down, whatever he gets. They kind of have like an argument, don't they? Or like Mm -hmm. Alicia is like clearly jealous. Yeah. And Alicia is jealous. You want a nice girl. Yeah. So they pick out what looks like a nice girl. He walks over and talks to her. Obviously, like everyone always thinks that he's joking and stupid when he's just being himself. So it gets him laid yes. or almost laid. He so, makes he he uses a pickup line and the girl is like, oh, that's amazing. And it was one of the worst pickup lines I've ever heard. It was like a it was like a 1960s pickup line that he thinks is actually working, but she thinks is a joke. So it's cute. And then he said, what does he like say to her? This, he, he's like, oh, I think I dropped my Congressional Medal of Honor somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like this really cute mo- the mo- the movie is very cute and she has like this feathery bob with like a barrette in the middle and she's like in this black dr- it's just everything is very reminiscent of like a 90s bimbo or like who's uh, yeah. she's supposed to be like this hot girl without a brain like a something. hot girl like a hot 90s girl yeah. at the club you right. know what we're talking about it was You've a classy club though we're not talking like no it, like, was, um, it was definitely classy yeah. everybody was wearing their best Little black dress. They're the yes. best LBDs that the night. The 90s little black dresses were. <sighs> you guys know every, it. You guys yeah. love it. You guys get it. You guys understand It was polyester. You know it what was, we're talking about. It's like a, like a scoop neck tank. Yeah. With like a little flounce at the bottom. You know the look. You guys Everyone's know it. it. With a chunky Mary Jane. The 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 shoes in this movie were on another level. Anyway. Anyway, so then. So then we got she scene. has a friend she's got a friend all of a sudden it's like you hear the jumps like and then all of a sudden they're like and then it's like, yeah they're walking up like like doing like the, like the okay in their hips the 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 movie slow-mos two times oh that's right and it's a slow-mo that is supposed i think usually when there's a slow-mo on the character, like Eve's looking at Adam and then it goes slow-mo, which is supposed to say like, this is the moment she's falling for him. Right. And what he's doing is this 
finger wag. You guys know it's the it's the it's the um, we're doing it like people (laughs) It's the finger wave like that you do before you're about to start swing dancing. (laughs) You guys are familiar with that, right? It signals to everybody around you to clear out a space of at least you need thirty a a radius of fifteen feet. I mean. The finger, the slow mo finger wave and like dorky <laughs> smile was yeah bonkers. I was like, how it was bonkers. And then they slow moed him him again at a later point in the film. I I think I wrote it down somewhere in my notes, but it was again an insane, not good use so of slow mo where he looked so stupid. I don't remember what. Yeah, it was, but anyway, it was. But she likes that stupidity. Like she thinks he's yes. such like a lost little puppy, a stupid yeah. little puppy. And but it was then they so do cute. a three person dance, which is like. I don't know how you coordinate that. It was crazy. Well, when you're a swing professional. It was just a swingers night there. So then. So he leaves. Or no, I'm sorry. Um, There's a thing with Nathan Fillion. Oh, the bar um, fight. The strangest bar fight I've ever seen. I I've said it was seen. the most sophisticated bar fight <laughs> you'll ever see. So I'm. Jab. I come from the generation of. Well, we come from the generation of like when we were um like. In my in our early twenties, Jersey Shore was like very popular, mm-hmm. and we and like I was going out a lot with friends, and like we would yell Jersey Shore quotes, and yeah. um, you so would that mentality, pump. like that mentality of like brawling at a bar, was like what we were all used to at that point. It was very brawl, like it was high on fly. yeah, like it was high on if you were going out for a night, it was high on a, like the list of things that could happen. And it was like, everyone was like on edge. I felt like when I was like going out, like everyone was ready to fight. Yeah, so like, I always be... had like this weird anxiety that like there was going to be a fight, but like. You had to be ready. So. At any time. You had to be ready to fight. You had to yell grenade whistle and all that stuff. And like. I know that sounds so, like we're making this up right now, but like it's, we're being dead serious. You had to be ready I'm to fight. Dead serious. That <laughs> you there was, you were not going to leave a bar or a club without seeing a fight. Somebody was going so, to be ex- like exited out. Like with the security. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So he walks up to Nathan Fillion, who's speaking to Eve. And he was saying that he was like, he's like, yeah, I'm going out with that model from Harvard. Yeah. What? I was like, okay, Nathan, like, cool. And then so a fight ensues, but Nathan, Nathan Fillion thinks he's going to kick Brendan's ass. And Brendan just gives him a little jab to the nose. And he's like, <sighs> like what four the f- times in a row. Well, because then Nathan is like, okay, we shouldn't really be fighting. This is like immature. But then Nathan Fillion tries to fight him again. And then he punches him before he can get a shot in. And that happens like three more times. But Brendan never moves his body. He just right jabs his fist out. He just jab like, yeah, it's like a really clean, really quick little jab. Like if you were at like, so what Zach and I are trying to say is that would never happen because it would be a full on brawl with multiple people involved. Like multiple people like, would flip out. Yeah. And like, this was just like the quickest jab. It was so weird. Yeah. I want to, I want to film that scene and put it on our Instagram so people can see. I think that is the so thing weird. about Nathan Fillion's character was that he realized that he could not be defeated. So he wasn't going to make a big scene. That was the, a very strange bar. That whole scene was very strange, but that, but it let you see that. Again, that this generation trained. would never. Would never. But it also showed you that Brendan is a Renaissance man. He's trained in French in dancing in fighting mm-hmm. he knows how to do it all and that was what right. and then eve was like what's going on and then she storms right. out she storms out she goes home she gets all pissed off and jealous and like concerned about where he is she thinks he's with sophie yeah um she ends up going deciding to go to sophie's to fight her 
to have a fight brawl. her for him. Yeah, like to like um, and then the they he ends up at the house. She gets a cut on her knee because she falls down. She falls and, out of her car in a scene so out of place. And he, so overacted. <laughs> <laughs> Why? She's she's about to get in her car to go drive to Sophie's house. Sophie's and Brendan house. like walks across the lawn and puts his head in the car. And he's like, what are you doing? And she, for some reason, I don't even know how you would physically do this. She front flips out of her car seat onto the road. Rolls right out onto the street. <laughs> Right in the middle of Los Angeles. I need to take a look at how she gets out of that and how she does that flip out of the car. So she scrapes her knee and then that's when we get the blow on the knee because he's like taking care of her. And then we get the kiss, like this like beautiful, so, like her lips are like so kissable like but and Brendan's so soft. lips are also so kissable. Same. They were like We've two spoken pink a- pillows. We've spoken about this. It's the common denominator <sighs> is Brendan. His lips with his were, soft kisses his soft kisses those kisses look so nice like i know and the, how, so the uh, and when he was like and she just like kept like rubbing her lips like on yeah, his lips oh, while I he love was that. talking like, she, he was talking and and she, she was like in ecstasy yeah she was just like yeah. mesmerized it was like the yeah po- the poison ivy like yeah like and she dust. was just kept going like mm. oh i mean it looked oh, nice it just, and then she's like She's like, are you a virgin? Yeah. And he's, no, she says, have you had sex before? Because I don't think he knows what a virgin is. And then he says, no, I haven't. And she says, while her lips are still on his, how is that even possible? Because the kiss was so good. So he was probably down there in the bomb shelter practicing on like a Kissing his mom, yeah. Kissing his mom, kissing sissy. Or do you think that he was kissing the slats on his closet? That's exactly what I think he was doing. He was like definitely yeah. doing something. He was practicing. Yeah. Was if that's the case, there. then and if that's the case, then everyone who did that as a child is probably like a really good kisser now. Let me just ask if you have kissed me and you're listening to this podcast, please write in and let me know if I'm a good kisser or not. Like scale of one to ten, I would like to be rated. Yeah. And based on based on the rating, it will be shared. Yeah, no, I will definitely share it. Like this, I will, I will, I will give honest answers. I'll give honest feedback. I don't know how comfortable Paul will be with like my past boyfriends, like writing in to be like, you were not a good kisser, but. What does Paul think about your kissing? He said, did I not tell you this on the last podcast? No. (laughs) Oh, wait, I think you might've, but I don't remember what you said. He told me that I kiss like somebody who practiced kissing on a closet door. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He said, I, he's like, it's like, he said that I, I use his lips, like two little wooden slats. And I just like flick, I like put my tongue in, like dart it in and out of the two slats of his mouth. So he said, I'm, I'm bad. I I know you couldn't hear that, but I'm like dying laughing. Um. He said, I'm a very bad kisser. And I was like, but here's the thing is that like, I used to like a more wet, passionate, not wet, but like a more passionate kiss. I mean, yeah. But now post COVID, the thought of like drinking someone's saliva is just like, well, I know I don't want to kiss. COVID has changed. Why do we always get here? I don't know. I don't want to talk about COVID. I don't know. Okay. I don't want to talk about Um, So we have the erotic, the most erotic moment in movie history. Yeah. She, I think Alicia and correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone who's listening, Sloan, I think Alicia is erotic. Because even, listen, I just posted that video that I posted that video clip um, when we released the Batman and Robin episode. 
And the way that she's like using your feminine wiles to get what you want. And it's like very, str- I don't know. There's something about the way she speaks that I never noticed how much I like. She, to me, gives me, it's just like a low energy that she like, exp- and I, I say this as someone who has it, like I find her to be a very like in bed. She's a starfish. You know what I mean? Cause she's just like, I'm not going to do any work. Like you need put in the effort. Like I'm but I feel like she's like sensual. Well, she has those beautiful no? lips and those big eyes. Is my do, fantasy just like overwhelming my reality? I don't. As maybe doctor, there's as something my, as therapist Mike would say. Yeah, I mean, there might be something wrong with me that I don't see the sensuality. Like I saw Brendan's character very sensual in this film, but I think so also then, you mentioned like sensory stuff, and I feel like the world yeah. to him was such a new sensory experience that I think he portrayed that really well. He did, like looking at the sky. Yeah, like sitting out in the rain. Do you cry at videos when people get to look in color for the first time with those color glasses? Yeah. uh, Well, I'm colorblind, so I'm colorblind. (laughs) So yeah, I I didn't know that. It's okay. It's okay. Why don't you have those glasses? Um, Because I mean, I see colors. I just like, they're off. Like they're not like, right. Have we never spoken about color before on this podcast? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I um I'm 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 red green colorblind, which is very rare for women. So it's basically so Christmas like, means nothing to you. <laughs> that's why I'm more Jewish during during those days. Yeah, I I um my friend actually got a novelty t-shirt one time and he was like, Isn't this is like years ago? And he was like, Isn't this shirt funny? And I was like, I don't get it. And he was like, It's funny. And I'm like, it's just a bunch of dots in a circle. He goes, Wait, can you really not read what it says? And I said, no. And he said, oh my God, it says, fuck the colorblind. <gasps> I couldn't read the shirt. <laughs> he didn't know I was colorblind either. <laughs> he thought I was being funny. I was like, colorblind. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow, you I guys. I know. Wow, it's very guys. rare so for women. Those, I cry at those like videos where they put like a, like a teenage boy like puts on these glasses and like gets overcome with emotion. Yeah, I'm not like I don't see in like grayscale. Like my dad, I think, sees in like grayscale. But like, and we actually got my dad the color glasses, and it was very sweet because my dad has, I don't know if I've ever shown you pictures. My dad has this beautiful garden and it's like his pride and joy. But I guess he's never fully been able to experience it because he's colorblind. So I don't really under I think he just likes the lushness of it. But when he put the glasses on and went outside, he was like, oh my God. That flower is so blue. Like he was very excited. So that was very special. So should I take it? So when I, so when we're at your dad's, should I be taking yeah. a picture in front of the garden in my bathroom with the two pipples on either side? Yes. Or should I do that in a lounge chair, like with my legs spread, like in a. Well, there's two different vibes. You, if we go to the, if we go to the desert, that's like, that's a cactus garden vibe with beautiful mountains in the background and that's going to be an an outdoor lounge chair moment with like the the, with the evil pit bulls they're not really evil they're beautiful pit bulls but But if we go to my dad's yeah but if we go to my dad's like home home that's where you're going to get a really sweet beautiful garden and that's more of like that's more so where do you get the bathrobes at either house you get the bathrobes oh okay okay you're given about my dad only wears bathrobes in palm springs everybody wears a bathrobe in his normal house people wear clothes he's always in a bathrobe but in palm springs it is literally either golf clothes or a bathrobe and there is no in between 
So okay. you'll be given one upon arrival. I mean, okay. So, and you've seen right. me. This is a different bath. Like I now have the bathrobe. You have about thing. seventy bathrobes. Yeah, I have inherited the bat, the <laughs> love of bathrobes. I have one bathrobe that I occasionally wear, and I've had it for like twenty years. The rattier, the better. Yeah, that's kind um, of the thing. By the way, in this movie, speaking of ratty bathrobes, were you yeah. not so impressed by Sissy Space like getting dressed to the nines every single day to live underground? So- in heels every day. Every day. Like, think about how you every looked in heels. quarantine. Think oh, about how fuck. I look now. No. Oh, my God. So, that's Disgusting. I know. And that's the other thing. They got... But I think there is a point where, like, you think to yourself... Because there was a point in quarantine where I was like, okay, I have to get dressed every day to, like... I need to, like, have a routine. It was weird. No, I never so, got there. So, um, this... Okay, so then there's... Oh, so really quick to wrap this up um <laughs> alicia commits brendan to what is like a psych ward like she calls yeah. a psychiatrist and they're going to take him to the hospital um and he escapes and she feels bad and she goes to search for him and she sees him walking down the street and she yells adam and she jumps out of the car and they run into each other's arms with this beautiful slow motion saxophone playing and it's so cheesy in 90s but I, if you can get that sound it, need, it was like they're both running awkwardly into each other's arms and she drops all the baseball cards that we didn't talk about but yeah she drops like, about she drops about $120,000 worth of baseball yeah. cards into a puddle yeah exactly I don't know road. oh we get them back obviously because he has all that money but um yeah 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 so then long story short they find out he's a multi-millionaire. They build a home. They live this happily life, happily ever after life. They have to tell the parents that the bomb never went off. They tell only the um, dad, though. And he's like, don't tell your mother. And the dad, which I made a note of this, when they tell Christopher, when when Brendan tells Christopher Walken, you know, there was no bomb, that was the moment QAnon started because Christopher yep. Walken kind of goes, that's what they want you to believe. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, and I bet they asked the help uh, money, huh? Yeah, and Brendan's like, yeah, they they did. So that was the start of QAnon. Christopher Walken in Blast from the Past began the QAnon movement. So Um, I just thought the end is so sweet, and that's kind of it, guys. Um, Wait, what was what was Christopher Walken doing in the backyard when he was like punching the air? Oh, he was measuring. No, he was um, taking steps. He was measuring to make, to build um, a bomb shelter. Oh, was it a callback to the beginning? Yeah, he was like doing step. He was like taking these giant steps, like they were yards. Like, so he was like measuring how, so blast from the past two guys, Brendan Fraser, Alicia Silverstone have 20 year old or 30 year old. What year is, oh, they'd be 20. They'd be like 23 years old. Oh my God. And grandpa is in the grandpa's in the bomb shelter in the backyard. Yeah. Sissy's sissy's at Betty Ford because she had a full blown alcohol problem. She had a full blown drinking problem. Yeah. Who who I don't blame who among us didn't in quarantine? That was kind of I just don't blame her. I just don't blame her either. She was anyway. So guys, next week, next week we're bringing it back with action adventure Mm -hmm. with our oldest film yet, Indiana Jones. (laughs) That's what we decided, right? Yeah, I just got really Indiana excited. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm. Um, it's the most campy adventure Indiana Jones there is in the trilogy. Yeah, um, we do not I'm claim so we do not claim Indiana Jones Kingdom of Crystal Skulls. So we don't. We don't. Will I see the whatever one comes out? Yes, but of course we will. But we stop um, it. We stop, we stop it at it. three. 
And everyone yeah. says that it's the worst one, but guess what? The people that like this podcast have all said it's the best one. And nobody has DM'd us or messaged or commented about any other Indiana Jones film. They've only all any like Indiana Jones message we've gotten has been about this one. So we're going to yeah. do it. We people both love this too. movie. I will change the intro to the 80s, 90s, 2000s and today. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm so excited to do Temple of Doom. So like, I can't wait. I haven't watched it in such a long or whatever. time. Me yeah, either. Because I honestly, I do. Have thoughts. The funny thing is, is like, I love, I love that movie, but I do, when I watch an Indiana Jones movie, it's not the one I choose to watch. Really? Yeah. It's weird. Cause I do love that one. I think it was because it was always on like TBS, like as a kid. So it was like always on. I feel like Twister was always on TV for me. It was like Twister and Jaws. Twister. Yeah. We have to do. We're yeah. going to do a Twister, yeah. Dante P. Is that summer blockbuster? Thing. Yeah. I mean, we're Should almost Should we do there. like a, um, we have, yeah. Cause we're going to do like a disaster film. We have series. to. Volcano, yeah. Armageddon. <sighs> we could even, you know what? We can even do a deep impact if we wanted to. Are that was the next mouth. Ma- that was the next thing out of my mouth and I, I didn't I, say I it because I was like self-conscious about it no Zach never be self-conscious about loving Taylor Leone and deep impact are you kidding me when she I hugs her father on the beach Ooh, they die that's by a tsunami. that's heavy that's how I want to go hugging a old distant father on a beach did you see what about daylight did you ever see that with Sylvester Stallone you know what I've never seen that then don't Should watch we? it because it you'd yeah. have to ha- I think you should just watch it, but like Daylight okay. with Sylvester Stallone is about people who get trapped in a tunnel because both sides blow up accidentally. Oh, it's a, a whole movie York, of that? It, it's a whole movie. They have to escape the tunnel before it collapses. There's like a rich couple, prisoners, like young kids, a family, Sylvester Stallone, a love interest. It's a lot. Okay. I kind of want to see that. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, I can't so, wait. Yeah. So we've got a lot planned, you guys. We have an exciting, just like up until... Up until no November, really, we just have we just have hits, hit after hit. We coming have hits. Ways. We've thrown we even thrown out the title "True Lies." We did, and we might have a special guest <laughs> that is an insane, an insane guest. I shouldn't call yeah. them insane. We don't know them at no, all. No, but they but seem like it's a very, very um, knowledgeable. Arnold and it's not fan. Arnold Schwarzenegger or Jamie Lee Curtis. So Ugh, don't get if too we excited. could get Jamie Lee on here, the bo- I want to talk about her body in True Lies for a whole Jamie Lee, Well, we well that we will, will be like a 30 minute. So yeah, Jamie will. Lee has um, said that her two best films were Halloween and True Lies. That's not true, Jamie Lee. Freaky Friday is your best film. Freaky Hands Friday. down. Don't worry, guys. We will do teen movies, 90s teen movies at some point. I mean, we have to. That's so in, we like have that content that will last And don't forget about the housewives. So we basically have to quit our jobs and just do this, but it's. <laughs> I know I have, I'm like very sad that I have an actual meeting coming up in, in like 10 minutes and I'm going to have to like kick over. We've been into talking non- for two hours. So it's, it's fine. I'm going to edit it. I we can cut do. out the scrotum part if you want. It's not. No, Zach, the people want to know about your scrotum. Every episode needs to have like scrote detail. Okay. Okay. Like they That's need fine. it. The people love it. Like justice it. for your scrotum. Justice. He's okay. always had, he's, he's just a he's white fine. male scrotum. So he doesn't need any justice. But. How? Okay. We won't get back into your scrotum, but okay. on the next episode, we'll I next will, time. I will have some questions about your scrotum. So just be oh, okay. prepared. Go for it. 
And right, we'll cool. do timestamps so my family doesn't have to listen to it. Um, I will. I'll, I'll be better, you guys. If you want timestamps, I'll give them to you. I Let me know in the comments. I did timestamp so Practical th- Magic. Thank you guys so much for listening and commenting. Again, we got some amazing comments recently that just like warm my heart. Yeah, same. So much. So thank you so much. Yeah, and please like don't forget, and I'm sorry, I know you're already here and like you guys have like been so sweet to listen. Um, I'm going to talk really loud right now. So you're really listening in case you're in the background, like you're not hearing me. Yeah. Make sure you subscribe and rate the show if you like it, because that is like just good for us. And the it's podcast. basically like food to a podcast. Like if you don't feed the podcast, you got to feed us. Live. You got to feed it you because gotta feed Zach, us. Zach and I need to just do this full time for you guys. This is and what we it. need to do full time. And we will do anything you want. Honestly, yeah, we'll if you like can get us there, money. we will do anything you want. Only fans, whatever you want. We will, Zach will show his scrotum. If we hit like, once we hit <laughs> 500,000 downloads, Zach will put his scrotum online. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay, sure. great. And I'll put mine online. <laughs> All right. So Zach, where can um, people find your scrotum? At Zach Mellon on Instagram. Um, I think you guys know how to spell it by now. Um, and yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. And uh, you can always find him on um, Apple playlists, which I don't know how to do that. Yeah, but. guys, I have so many playlists on Apple if you want to listen to them. I'm going to find a them. Lo- there's but- a lot of instrumental movie music. Okay. Definitely going to find you then. You can find me at I am Sloan Steele. Uh, on Instagram. You can also find me at Oh My Erotica. That's O-H, My Erotica. We also have a um, Instagram for the Mummy Podcast, and it is at Mummy Dearest Podcast. And that's it, y'all. Yeah, guys, we're on a roll. So keep the food coming. Please just don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Share with your... Uh-oh, hold on. Uh- these okay. <laughs> Oh, bless you, child. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, share it with your friends, share it with your enemies, share it with victims, share it with survivors, share it with anybody you need to share it with. Just let them know. Okay. We yep. love you so, so much. Thanks you. Thank you so much for listening. Check your testicles, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Love you, bye. Thanks for listening to the Mummy Dearest podcast. See you next time. And remember, don't read from the Book of the Dead. Mm-hmm.